This is our second session on Psalm 133, and I'm simply going back to uh, a message I gave to some of the staff members at our church, actually it was the whole church, but celebrating four staff families who've been a combined 100 years at our church, and I overlapped with them for 84 of those 100 years, so to speak, two of them there for 30 years each and two for 20 years each, and I took this psalm as my text, and I'm simply showing you in these three sessions what I did with the psalm and how you might uh, draw these kinds of riches out as well. So the first lesson was on, behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity, and we unpacked good, pleasant, and unity. Now, in this session, we're focusing on, it is like, this unity is like precious oil on the head, running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. And the next time we'll look at, it's also like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord has commanded the blessing life forevermore. So Father, as we focus again on this great psalm about unity, show us how to draw things out of your word and how precious unity is, so that you work it in us, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. This good and pleasant unity among brothers is like precious oil. This word precious here in Hebrew is the same as this word good right here. It's like good oil the right kind of oil, the God-appointed oil, good oil, on the head, running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. And so we first linger over, okay, what is actually being focused on here with this analogy? He's going he's gonna to compare it to dew down here. And he could have compared it to an apple tree. <laughs> like, it's like an apple tree. Look at all these different apples, but it's all one tree. Or like the human body. It, look at all arms and legs and tongue. And yet it's, it's all one body. And he chose to say, no, when this unity is happening, pleasant and good, it's like oil. And we're tempted to say, okay, let's, let's think about this oil and what, what are the aspects of it. And the first thing we might say, since we see Aaron here, the high priest, it's like the oil going down on Aaron. So a sacred, holy oil. This is, this is, the connotation here is of a moment of high, holy sacredness, of consecrating the priest to his services of the temple or the the tabernacle. And then if we want to go back in the Old Testament and see, well, what would that connote? Here here would be where we'd go. This is the description of this oil. Take the finest spices of liquid myrrh, 500 shekels of the sweet-smelling cinnamon, half as much, that is 250, 250 of aromatic 
aromatic cane and 500 of cassia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hin of olive oil, and you shall make of these a sacred anointing oil. Blended as by the perfumer, it shall be a holy anointing oil. And you shall say to the people of Israel, this shall be my holy anointing oil through your generations. It shall not be poured on the body of an ordinary person, and you shall make no other like it in composition. It is holy and shall be holy to you. So two things are clear there. Fragrant and sacred. Sacred. So you come back here and you add fragrant there. So you could say it's fragrant. And if you wanted to let your imagination run, you could also say, well, in the hot, dry, Middle Eastern uh, setting, oil running down on the beard and the neck and the collar would be maybe soothing. Got to be careful here. Your imagination might be getting away from yourself. Or surely symbolic, symbolic of, of divine blessing. But when I read this, now you, you check me here. When I read this, I don't think any of those is the emphasis. Do you? I mean, what is being emphasized here? It's like the oil doing or being what? First, it's on the head. Then it's running down. It gets to the beard. It keeps running down. It's Yes, it's the, the priest of Aaron, so we can't mistake the, the sacred setting, but it keeps running down on the collar of his robes. I cannot escape that, yes, perhaps all those, especially those two, since they're explicit, but all of that excessively. It's excessive. Isn't that the main point? On the head, on the beard, on the, on the collar. I mean, I asked, I asked some people, what comes to your mind here? <laughs> you know what they all said? Messy. And when you think about messy, you say, well, no. I mean, yes, in our culture, yuck. You know, who'd want oil on your neck, running down your shirt, getting on your clothes, you got to wash them. Surely this psalm is not intended to have negative connotations. No way. No way. This is intended to be positive, but, but probably some of them may have felt that as well. But don't you think the author, David, intended for them to translate it into, well, the reason it's messy is because there's so much of it. And that's what's being struck here. This is excessive in sacredness, excessive in its fragrance. All the good things about it are to be felt as excessive, which means more, more than what? More than what? More than needed, right? I mean, when you anoint somebody, it's plenty to just get it all over their hair. It doesn't have to be on their beard. It doesn't have to be on their clothes, does it? It's just more than needed. It's, it's more than deserved. 
Aaron was a sinner. The people are sinners. They don't deserve to have excessive holiness, excessive fragrance, excessive soothing, excessive symbolic. It doesn't need to be a lot, but God is saying it's a lot. It's more than what's needed. It's more than what's deserved. But now, make sure you see this little word like here. This is not saying the unity that is being experienced is excessive. This is saying that good and pleasant unity is like excessive oil. It's like that, which says to me, any, any measure of sweet and right, or right and sweet, <laughs> any measure of right and sweet unity is more than we need, more than we deserve, more oil than we need. We might feel like we need more unity, but that's not the point. The point is any measure of unity is like oil that's exceeding need and oil that's exceeding dessert. So I conclude, surely we should be affected by the excess of blessing when there's unity in the family or unity in the church, and therefore we should speak that to each other with profound gratefulness. Gratefulness first to God, who's the great giver of unity, but also those those brothers or sisters or mother or father or whoever it is whose unity we realize now is like something very, very sacred, very fragrant, but way excessive beyond what we deserve.